What's up, y'all? This is Pun representing the Wrestling the Rap Game podcast, and this is a very special bonus episode of the podcast. Um, I know usually it's not how we start every episode. However, this is a very rare episode, as this is the first one where both hosts are not sitting in on the interview. Unfortunately, Vino has some family obligations to take care of. However, the family ties, they run deep. So for this interview, for this episode, I sit down with my cousin coming all the way from New York, Marvelous, and I pick his brain on some rap and wrestling. Uh, we've had this episode sitting in the vault, and we thought it'd be a drink of service, and I'll share with you guys, because I feel like, I genuinely thought like this is an amazing episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Peace. It's your boys, the totally nice, totally nice, Check it out, wrestling, rap game. Talk to me. I need some 1942. It's summer zoo. No matter the cost, I got the blues. She let me in. I can't refuse. She wanna build, but got no tools. I cannot settle for lesser. I keep them all under pressure. Baby girl, let's whip his hands free. You can't even give me brain in a Tesla. I'm dripped up, wait. Girl, I know they feel a wave, and I ain't really with the chase. She gon' fuck me cause I'm paid, and switch up, hey. Pop a perk, I feel amazing. She gon' clap like a parade. Girl, I know. All right, welcome to another episode of Wrestling the Rap Game. I'm your host, DJ Dynasty, otherwise known as Pun, whichever you know, whichever you know me by. Um, I go by many names, um, and if, uh, we got a, definitely a special, special, special guest to the show. Um, you know, already know what it is. Uh, it's my, it's, it's, it's my cousin, but yeah, we keep it only the family, and um, yeah. he goes by the name of Marvelous. How you yes, doing, sir. man? I'm good, man. You know, regular shit, chilling. I feel that. I feel that. You know what I mean? We was shopping up before. We shopping up before the podcast started. I'm, you know, what I mean this. This is one of them. This is one of the uh, uh the one of the rare breeds right here when it comes to the wrestling and rap. Um, you know, what I mean he's in touch with both. Uh, rap and wrestling, current, past, present, whichever it is, he he is well versed in these fields. So I'm definitely excited about this episode. It's about to be a real good one. Yeah, man. I'm in tune, in tune with the culture in tune what you know what we was brought up on and what we was raised on and so you know i gotta come through you know what i mean good looking for help for making me come through and gotta bless it real quick you know what i'm saying know. you already know it's this i i, I was about been excited about this one we've been talking about this for for a little oh, yeah. while oh so, yeah well we finally got you on though so i'm excited right. um so um now let's you know let's get into it off rip uh there's no ain't no mystery um right, right, right you know he, he marvelous he's he's a a, a recording artist um right. so uh what's what was the inspiration to uh getting into the music field uh getting into the inspiration as far as artists um not just, just like maybe. what inspirations made me yeah like what um like what made you want to get into rapping uh well i guess it was um i just like music honestly like i was always deep into you know breaking down people's lyrics and lyricists and bars and metaphors and you know that whole creative thing to hip-hop you know when i felt like as a kid you know one of the first things that kind of catch your ear that kind of catch your rings are like music and melodies so as a kid you know 
I remember like one of the first songs I, I heard that I ever fell in love with. And it's like three songs for me that like, that were the foundations of me falling in love with hip hop. And number one was LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out. Okay. Because it was like, you know, growing up at those times in the 90s, it was like, you know, you seen your mom struggle or hustle or grind. So when she's telling you to knock somebody out, it was like, like, oh, if mama said I could cause this, if mama said I could cause this type of destruction, then it must be okay. So that was like an automatic, like ring for me. Then it was uh, Old Dirty Bastard, um, which, uh, what was the name of the song? Like It Raw? Ooh, oh, baby. Like oh. It Raw. Shimmy shimmy y'all. Yeah, the shimmy shimmy y'all joint. And I just always like that wordplay with the shimmy shimmy y'all, shimmy damn, shimmy yay. Give me the mic. So, I, so I, as a youngster, it was like, that was one of the first things you heard when once a yeah. song went on. And then the third joint was uh, Biggie, uh, Big Papa. I love it when you call me Big Pop. You know what I'm saying? So the, the, the hardball, the hardball movie. Yeah, the hardball. <laughs> Everybody yeah. got to do that when they see yeah. that. So those three songs right there, those are like the first like three like big hip hop songs I remember like knowing the lyrics all to them at like four or five years old, knowing all the lyrics to Biggie Smalls, Big Papa, and Warning, and like my mom's really is like my biggest inspiration because my mom had like. My mom had like the life after death double tape joint, you know, the double disc joint. My mom had Wu Tang enter the chambers. Like my mom had like the real albums, like not my pops, not my uncle, like my mom's had them, had them joints. So it's also my mom's was like a big inspiration because she was the one that was cleaning the crib, putting all of this stuff on. I'm listening to Wu Tang while she cleaning the crib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure like your moms and your pops, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, you already, you got, already know how. Yeah, oh yeah, I already know. Music yeah. is a big, big part of your life, so. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, you already know like music, you know, we, it was, we, we was live in music when it come to me, when it came to the music, we was yeah, live. Yeah, I mean like, where we from the F, where we from, you know, music was live. Like that was a place you went to, to, to get music or to, you know what I mean? To be where it's at when some new, new shit dropped or yeah. like whatever it was, that's where it was at. And you grew up in the middle of all that shit. So you already know, you you know, I know you in tune. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, that, that you mentioned that, oh, uh, that Wu-Tang, you know, 36 Chambers album, man. And that album, you know, the album was definitely big as far as, uh, you know when it when uh with my pops you know he was a dad my pops was a huge wu-tang fan like the he might have been the biggest wu-tang fan i, I probably have ever known in my life uh <laughs> so you know what i'm saying he just remember i don't remember i don't remember but right here like like he had the video game like the wu-tang video game like bro okay. so I, re- I remember the video game yeah bro and it was, I, it was like what, fire bro what's crazy i talked to matthew about this video game and nobody remembers it i'm like yo yeah, this- nobody remembers it it's because it was only hardcore, like, if you wasn't really, cause that was PlayStation 1. Yeah. That drop. I remember cause I had the I had the bootleg version of it. And I don't know if you remember, you had to like, you had to put like a, like a spiral thing yes. to where 
you press the button open and then you had to load one game and then take yep. it out, put the fake video game in. Yep. So I had I remember having the fake Wu Tang game. And that's yeah. like that was one of the first fake few games that I had, like the bootleg joints. So I remember that shit vividly. Man, those good, good and bad times. Good yeah. and bad times. Yeah. Um, For real. But um, so yeah. Speaking of, I mean, you brought it up earlier. So, who who were your inspirations as art artist wise? Like, give me five artists that inspired mm-hmm. you to want to be the best rapper or best lyricist that you oh, can. So, ins- inspirations now too, right? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, like back then. Yeah, yeah, it could be present day. It could be past okay. tense. It could be whatever. And I mean, I'm just mean from your top five, unless they are in your top five. All right, so biggest inspirations, I'm gonna go with five. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna start off with like, like oldest to newest. Okay. So like the first, the first inspirations would be like Biggie, Nas, and then Banks would be like the probably the three most inspirational people. Uh, you know as trying to step into being an artist yeah and then as far as new i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with uh as far as new i'm gonna go with probably drake as as hype as that may sound <laughs> but just drake kind of pushes to be a better artist like drake pushes me to be a diverse artist like yeah, i don't want to just yeah, like I don't want to be a rapper. I want to be an artist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to just make hip hop. I want to make all genres of music. You yeah. know, that's how much Drake has inspired me to kind of step out of the hip hop lane. And it's okay to not, you know, even if you don't fit in, like you could go somewhere else in another music genre yeah. where you might fit in or it might be your, you know, what you're good at. And then now it's like one of my biggest inspirations now as being the artist that i am now is trippy red and wow. uh, yeah and i know a lot of i know a, a lot of people get get uh confused by that answer like i tell my peers i tell my you know my family friends you know like trippy artist is probably one of my favorite artists right now like that's in the rap game like my favorite <clears throat> just in the sense that He's super underrated and uh, he's super diverse too. And he's a, he's a gangster bro. And and he'd be talking about love and his feelings and, and all of that shit. So he shows that, you know, you can still kind of, you can still kind of bang, but still be a human too. You know, like you don't always got to put up, you don't always got to put up that front. Like you gangster, you could also show that you human and you got feelings and you could fall in love and, you could have all those feelings and all that. So, Shippy Red right now is probably my one of my favorite artists and and inspired me to keep making music and different types of music. That was, I mean, that was a real diverse list. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm diverse, bro. Like, you go into my playlist and like, I got it's not only hip hop. I come, I, I'll like, I play softball. So sometimes I play my list, my playlist while we play softball and I got people from all ages on my softball team and they be like, how you know about this song? How you like, I'm surprised like Spanish kid from Queens, like know about, <laughs> you know, 
crazy shit like 60s music and 50s and 70s music yeah you and the, you and your, your your headphone you're playing the bgs and <laughs> yeah yeah bro like i love earth wind and fire yeah. like i love marvin gay yeah i love curtis mayfield like i love all of that funk that 70s 70s funk music yeah. like i love all that shit, bro like that's one of my favorite like that funk shit. I love yeah. all of that trumpets, all that type of shit. So they was in the studio with live instruments and yeah, yeah. Like I love I've done a few of those are just like doing songs while somebody's just playing the playing the piano or playing the drums. And I, I'm in my element when I'm in like like real, you know, um ac acoustics. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's dope though. Like you know, um, that's not a, that's not something that, uh, you know, a lot of artists had or utilize today. You know, we have very few artists who utilize live bands as far as in their music. You know, we, you know, we have like, you know, we have like the Kendricks, you know, who he had, he had like the band and his music and you got Cole, you know, who had the, the actual live instruments on his album. So that's, it's a rare breed today. You know what I mean? This, I mean, back then it was, regular but now it's like it's slowly being faded out yeah so yeah but timeless that's one thing about now is that a lot of people don't make timeless music and then there's yeah. music that that has been made that are timeless that people try to recreate and take samples and re, you know remake songs and because those songs will forever be timeless you know like a yeah. lot of these artists stay alive because they're taking songs that are that will be forever you know yeah. like you look into certain some movies or like you don't be seeing the recent songs in a lot of these movies you know like depending on what type of music it is or yeah. what type of movie it is but nine out of ten times they taking some old shit you know what i'm saying to like you know rebrand their movie because you know it, it'll catch somebody's eye if James Brown just comes on like, ha, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mind like, line. you like, oh snap, James Brown. Oh yeah. snap, Michael Jackson. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it snaps. It captures you. Yep. So oh, that's that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that probably like listen, like listen. They're gonna listen to this or watch this. They're gonna be like, damn, that's facts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. be with some nostalgic thing that. Yeah, so, that'll just hit you and you'll be like, oh snap, I remember this from this movie or I remember this from this time or it yeah. brings back, you know, it, uh, certain certain music just will get you back to a memory that you remember like, oh yeah. snap, this was in Jurassic Park or some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so a good a good example of that too is like uh those Jordan Peele movies, you know, like uh, Us, he, had, he did like the slow down version of I Got Five on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Candyman movie he did, uh, "Say My Name" with the Destiny's Child. Yeah, I, I peeped that. I just watched that commercial yesterday, for the first time, and I was like, "Yo, I know the song from somewhere." Like, I knew that as it was playing. I'm like, "How do I know that?" Like, oh, this is this is an old song that he like re remade, and I'm sitting there like singing the songs and shit. Say my name, say my name, and I'm like, "Oh snap, that's." That's crazy, yeah, but yeah, that just goes dope. to show you, like, yeah, it just goes to show you, like, music is gonna 
always take his course and whatever that it is like you play a certain something and it's going to capture you yeah um so we got into those and um i know this is something that you requested or uh, we were talking about it and i know it's going to probably be a little bit difficult because every time we ask somebody it's always, it's always difficult who is your top five hip-hop rap all time all time so now favorite just like best the best who you think is the I best got so rap? many categories it's like who's the best who I think is my favorite, you know, like well, so who's your who's your favorite of all time, dead or alive, or just right now? No, dead or alive, top five. Dead or alive. I right, so no order or order. <laughs> whichever, whichever's gonna be easier. Yeah, no, I'm hurt niggas feelings in order. <laughs> Cause I, it always gets tough for everybody at number five. The first four is like instant, and then that fifth comes. Five is easy. Five is easy for me because I already know like my first four. So Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Tupac. Okay, those you know automatic. A lot like, and there's no way like if you got Big and Jay up there, I feel like there's no way that you can't have Tupac and Nas up there, because yeah. Nas and Tupac are just as easily as better than Jay and Big just for just for a reason that they had a message in their music. Yeah, like I was telling this to a friend the other day. I said, Yo, one day everything is going to get destroyed everything is going to get wiped out everything is going to come to crumb crumbles and some little kid or some man is going to or some girl or some woman is going to pick up a tape as illmatic and somehow listen to it or read the read the lyrics that's in the book or whatever yeah. that is and they're going to learn something yep. you know like you're going to listen to machiavelli and you're going to learn something you're gonna, mm -hmm. there's a message and those musics and 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 Jay and Big, it's not too much of a message, you know. It's more of like, you know, what their personal experiences are. But you know, those are my four automatically. There's no way you can't put those up. Dead so, or alive. So you can see who you got. Oh, I got hanging over here. Yeah, you gotta have Pac up there because Pac, yep. Pac was delivering a message. Pac was going against like what. The public eye wanted and what you know he was going against the whole police practically yeah you know what i'm saying and going against what society said that you couldn't do when in reality you could and then they trying to hold you know hold you back from speaking the truth so if you don't like tupac as a lyricist like tupac for the message that he was trying to put all across you know yep and they got a baby you know uh dear mama changes like all those songs are like Keep your head up yeah, keep your head up. All those songs are messages to telling people, shouting out to people like, hey, we're here and this is happening here. And mm -hmm. these are the reasons for this. Like, come help, come take a look in our world before you judge us. So, you know, Nas and Tupac really in reality are the two best rappers of all time because they have a message. They stand for something. Yep. You know, we're gonna pick one of those albums up one day and we're gonna pop in Nasir or pop in you know uh tupacalypse and you're gonna they're gonna learn something they're gonna learn a, a they're gonna learn something about your history they're gonna learn something about what you know the media was perceiving them as or however so mm -hmm. you know biggie tupac jay-z nas and then fifth fifth yeah well, big pun son Man, I'm glad you said that. Oh it's man, I'm fun. so glad. Pun is easily the best lyricist out of all of them. 
bro. I'm glad. Easy, you like, like maybe not better than us, but, nah. but, but even, even that is even debatable. Like, like imagine if Pun was still around. Like he would be probably one of the biggest rap yeah. icons. Like he would be bigger than Joe. Yeah, oh, for and, sure. And Joe was pretty big, especially for a Latin hip hop artist. Yeah. He's probably the biggest. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, me personally, I still got pun over Joe, like to this day. Oh no, yeah, hands down, yeah, nah, I've got, I've got pun over a lot of people, bro. I like, I can even debate what a lot of people like. I got pun over Big because the thing with Big is he's just like Big's like Jay. He's your perfect artist. He's he's got a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's gonna deliver. He's gonna give you a story. He's gonna give you lyricism. He's gonna paint you a whole picture. Yeah, you know. Uh, but he's two for two, and Pun is two for two also. Yeah, my you know uh, my beef. My well, not my beef, but the reason why Jay Z such a perfect artist is because he benefited off be, becoming big after Pac, Nas, and Biggie. Yeah. So he was like molded. He was molded perfectly from these three pioneers. You know what I mean? Jay, Jay is what Big would have been if he would have lived and Pun too. Pun would have been on that Diddy Jay-Z level. You know what I'm saying? They were they were too big. They were too good and too big. Like yeah. I was telling my girl this the other day. I was like, I was like, yo, if Michael Jordan wasn't as good as he was. <laughs> He wouldn't have been like he wouldn't have been he wouldn't be the richest athlete yeah if lebron james wasn't as good as he was he wouldn't be like one of the biggest athletes biggest highest paid athletes yeah and it all depends on like how really good you are and you know how you know what to do with that fame and and know that fortune yeah so i, I would say pun passing is like Jordan passing after his second championship. Yeah, that's like the first pun passing is like Jordan's first three peat and shit, and then that's it. Like I, I won three, I'm out. Well, I mean, he did what he did. He did do that, but like if he would have yeah. never came back, like never came back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like pun dropped two great albums. Great. And then he, you know, unfortunately, he passed. He passed before even the second album came out, I believe. Yeah. So, um. But I was I was just talking to my boy yesterday because we were we were listening to my boy shout out to my boy Quan we was in his car, and um so he he uh he played Fat Joe a Fat Joe song I couldn't even tell you which Fat Joe song it was I'm not gonna hold you but I just I knew I was like oh Fat Joe blah blah and then right after that um right after that um the first I'm not a player came on and I was like damn. Oh, the original. The original one. I'm like, damn, man, this album is amazing. And I was like, this might be my favorite album of all time. And he was like, for real? And I'm like, bro, ain't nothing like we press play and the first song that comes on is Beware. Yeah. Like, he started off with Beware. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, come on. Like, that's crazy right there. It's a fact. Pun is, pun's got to be five, bro. Like, if not pun, then maybe Kiss. Yeah. You know? The reason why a lot of people probably won't put Kiss up there is because he's still alive. But I think, Kit, especially after the verses with Fab, I think Kiss clearly showed you like 
Yo, his track record is crazy, bro. Yeah. And to be doing this for like 25 years is, is remarkable. You know what I'm saying? To like have a catalog worth of 25 years and people still mm -hmm. love you and you be like officially certified. It's like, yeah. so Kiss might be up there too. If I had a six man, it'll be Kiss. Well, you got, um, shout out to, uh, to uh, whatever you guys want to call me, AKA Smooth, AKA Josh. <laughs> um, he said he made a case for DMX being top five. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, DMX, DMX could be in your top five, man, because when he was at his, when he was in his prime, nobody was really better than him. Yeah. Like if, if he didn't, if he didn't take the back seat for all those years and didn't, you know, get all messed up and get caught up, he probably, he, and he was doing movies. He was doing all of that, bro. He, I guess, you know, it, the fame and the fortune and all of that shit swallowed him up. But if he would have stayed on a on a narrow path, bro, he would have been probably bigger than Hove, because he was doing yeah. movies. He would have been like where Jay is, where where Fifty's at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With movies, probably making his own movies, making his own shows, all of that. So, yeah, that's a good, you know, especially now that he passing, and people for some reason the stock always rises when you pass. Yeah. So now that he's gone, and now people could reflect on all the shit that he's done, and those. Those first two albums that he dropped that went platinum in the same year. Had, yeah, the same year. Like, and you go listen to if you go listen to those two albums right now, it's like super banger, better than anything that was going on at that time. Yep. So and it was and it's it was funny too, is like remember that hard knock life tour, you know, Jay was just talking about it on um the shop with, with LeBron. Yeah, the energy. He said that he was like, yo, that he used to hate coming going after DMX because DMX would just have that energy with the crowd. Like he was so connected with them. You know what I mean? He would bring them up and then he would pray for them. And he said, yo, Jay said by the time he came out there, that crowd was worn out because they'd be crying because Jay just X just prayed for them. And <laughs> you know, I used to hate going after him. And that, that tells you everything that Jay in his prime, you know, hard knock life. This is Jay on fire and DMX took over took over yeah yeah that's a good that's a you know you could easily throw him up there x if you really wanted to my thing is like i wouldn't throw up on him up on my list just for the simple fact that i feel like there's artists better than him and have you know a longer track history like there's no way i could put him over jay or nas or you know, even big to my, you know, even though he probably got more songs than big possibly, but big was too, uh, too much of a like inspiration to yeah, all of us and too much of like, he was the real king of New York and had, like, he wouldn't have died. He probably would have had that shit forever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but you could throw him up there, you know, if, if that's, if that's the type of, you know, especially if that's the era you come from, you could definitely throw X up there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I said, it's your five, bro. So, yeah, you got, so you got, yeah, uh, Big, uh, Hove, Pac, Nas, uh, Pun, and Jada, as you Jada said. Six, man. 
That's hey, that's a solid six. That's wrong. You're, if I, I take those five, top five, top six against any of anybody's top five, top six, I guarantee you they're getting smoked. Because <laughs> you can't hit with straight bars. And then if you really want a song, like, if you really want a fire, fire song, I got big and hove to hold it down yeah. on the songs. So the bars are going to be galore. There's nothing you could, you're going to have to have three way better. Sp- and I don't think there's three better spitters than than Nas, Pop, and uh, and Big. One pun. pun, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's three better spitters than those three right there. Yeah, I mean, that's a that six man. That's a that's a nice little Jamal Crawford you got with Jada. And then I got I got Pac frontlining. So if you try to this, I'm throwing I'm sick and Pac at you first. And you already know his his bulldog his full full spray on all y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Low key, Pop might be the most gangster person on that list. Oh yeah, yeah, especially Death Row Pop. Yeah, Death Row Death Pop, Row Pop is he frontlining. He he front he he frontlining for my squad. So yeah, he, he snapped after I think after he went to jail. I think a different switch hit in Pop's head, and he he said, "Yo, forget all that positivity, bro. I'm coming for everybody." You know what right. I'm saying? The fact. So. One of my favorites too is Killer Mike as as a southern as a, as a southern. Artist, he's probably one of my favorite Southern artists is Killer Mike. And if you haven't heard any of the RTJs run the jewels, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah the like, to the audience, like you gotta tap in. Run the jewels, man. Y'all, yes, you hear this? Y'all need to tap, in. tap into the running. I'll be like, be showing people the they be like, What? I'll be like, Oh man, don't ever say <laughs> you're a hip hop artist, bro. Like, don't ever say you're a hip hop fan if you don't know about RTJ, bro. Yeah, like. Classics and you know, Killer Mike is one of those people that you know I like to see succeed, man, because he's such a good dude too. Like he's for the culture for sure. You oh know, yeah, he all for the culture. He puts down for the culture. So I, the Killer Mike is one of those people that I love to see succeed, man, because he's such a good. And, dude. and that's the thing for me. It's like, it's like, yo, if you could rap, that's cool. If you could rap, you could rap. Like any, I always tell people, like anybody could rap. Anybody could write a bunch of words and then they have their last word rhyme with the next. Like yeah. anybody could do it. If you went to school, you could rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like realistically, it's easy, but now it's harder to like teach something while you're rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I that's just my thing. Like I feel like it's easy to put together words, but it's harder to, to make it and to learn something from it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what music should really be about. Music should really about like, what am I taking from this song and like bringing with me into my everyday life? What is it teaching me? You know what I'm saying? Because if you ain't learning, then you wasting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and music is a big teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like just learning how to make it, let alone, you know, trying to make it, you know, difficult for people to try to catch a message or you know, catch the wordplay or however, there's so many different types of like things you could throw in a rhyme to like get people stimulated. Yeah. So that's my take on music, like period on hip hop is like, yeah, you got bars. Yeah, you can make popping ass songs. Yeah, you can make club songs. Yeah, you got you, your gun bust. But like, what are you really teaching? You know what I'm saying? What are the people really learning for what these millions, possibly even billions of people are listening to? You know what I'm saying? So that's my take. You know, I'll be on the whole conscious woke tip. So, you know, I'm always trying to tell people, you know, it's 
it's all about what you learn and the message that's behind it. I mean, no, that's a that's a a a, a great take and a positive take because you know um, we're we're um, as far as for these kids, you know, they're not receiving a lot of these. There, a lot not a lot of these artists are doing stuff like that. Like you know, what I mean, a lot of these artists, new artists, are exactly how you said, which is you know, my gun does this and I do this and blah blah, blah and it's like. And these kids be getting gassed up, you know what I mean? And then, you know, then they come, it, then there's, there's, they always have that OG that puts them in check, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, like, you don't have no stripes like that. Yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely, you know, we need more artists like that who are being teachers, but also being students at the same time because they're learning, you know what I mean? They're learning themselves, but also teaching. You know what I mean? They're they're carving the path for them. So we definitely need a lot of uh, artists like that, a lot more artists. Uh, but speaking of today's rap, I mean, Yanni, you mentioned Chippy Red. Um, who, what, what artists are you listening to? Like, what new artists are you listening to, like, these days, like, in current times? Uh, so, um, you already know I'm listening to my, 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 my boy, Big 14, Trippy Red, okay. you know, listening to him i just started kind of getting into playboy cardi a little bit i've been giving him shout outs to my nephew my nephew you know i asked him who's his favorite artist and he was like playboy cardi i was like playboy cardi and then i started really thinking about it and i was like damn i wonder why he said playboy cardi at all because my nephew kind of on it like you know he'd be in tune with today's music and then i realized like yo you know playboy cardi got features with almost every big artist in the hip hop game, like anybody, like from the Thuggers to the Drakes to the Kanye West, like he's got features with all of them. So as I seen that, I was like, yeah, ASAP. I was like, yo, I'm gonna have to like see what the hype is. And he got a few joints. I'm not gonna say say I'm a Playboy Cardi fan, but I, there's a few joints I've bumped to. Okay. I've bumped, well, I, 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 I've listened, I've recently been giving him a chance, so. He's somebody that I just recently put on my playlist. You already know the RTJs. I listen to the all, all I think it's five or four of them. I listen to all four of them. Oh yeah. Uh, I like uh I like Freddie Gibbs, Griselda. Uh solid. Griselda. Uh who else? Um what's this new cat that he's on the radio a lot now? Um damn, what's his name? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, just people like that. Um, Drake, Drake, got a little, got a bump, the six God. Uh, I still listen to a lot of old joints. Um, Cole, obviously I bump Cole's joint. Um, who else? Uh, 21. So artists I try to stay in tune with, even though, you know, he kind of raps about the same pusher. Oh, pusher. Uh who else? I feel like there's a bunch of people. Oh, Thugger. Did I say Thugger? No, you say Thug, yeah, yeah. Thugger. I fuck with Thug. Um Vado. Vado's always consistent with dropping, you know, freestyles and all of that. So I fuck with Vado. Um, trying to think like who I follow. Um, yeah, that's, you know, pop, uh, Fabio, 
I try to stay in tune with their music too. Uh, you know, m- most of New York artists I like, but yeah, you know, mostly just the guys that I named and yeah, now, that's a solid group, bro. You know what I mean? That's pretty much everybody who's you know who's hot right now. Um, whether that be global or whether that be you know, I always tell people too. I'm like, yo, like these people, like you know what I mean? I'm we from New York, so there's people that who are who are hot in New York, but they're not hot elsewhere. But or, that doesn't yeah. take anything from them. Like a guy like Vado, Vado, everybody in New York gonna look for Vado because we yeah. we know we know Vado, we know what he about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he gets busy on the mic, like just because you know what I mean. And even though, and that's really Khaled's fault because Khaled on Vado and he didn't do anything with him. Come on, yeah. So, and but we know what Vado's capable of. So yeah, Vado, Vado, good. He's he's always a uh, oh Davies. Oh, yeah. another that's another guy too. Yep, Davies. He just dropped a Harry Fraud joint. Yep, and then he dropped a Pablo and Blanco mixtape with Millie. With Millie, that was fire. If you ain't go, if you ain't, if y'all ain't hear that, definitely go check that joint out. It gives you a nice little nostalgic Pablo Escobar type American gangster type feel. Uh, but yeah, Davies, I've been, I try to keep in tune with. I like a lot of his joint, a lot of New York artists, but I like people from out of state too. Like, I like Coyle Ray. She, you know, she's been picking, she's been picking my ear for the last few months. I've been in tune with her music. Uh, Cash Doll. Detroit, shout out to Detroit. Detroit. I, 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 I fuck with Cash Doll's music. Uh, you know, just to give some female, the female some love too, because I'm I'm diverse when it comes to the music, so I like also the female artists. You know, I love I love the the female music and I love the the female wrestlers. I try to keep in tune as much as with the male division with the female division. So, yeah. well, that's a good segue, man. Um, you know, there's a there's two parts to the show. Um, we got into the rap, so let's get into some wrestling, man. Um, so um, what do you, what do you think of of today's wrestling is it uh is it is it still catching your eye or uh yeah it still catches my eye um i tune in for the most part there are times where i might life gets a little too busy and it's sometimes it's a little more busier than wrestling so there's times where i do miss out on raws and smackdowns and even a few pay-per-view events but um uh, I always try to tune into the pay-per-views. So um, today's wrestling is uh, its not as good as it would have used to be because we come from an era where it was probably the best ever, you know, like, and that goes for music too. And I'm not even just being biased because that's my era. It's just, you know, we got the best out of those. We got the rugged, the rawest, the roughest, the toughest, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, out of those eras. So you know, um, there's nothing, there's never going to be nothing like the Attitude Era. Even if it's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, there's never going to probably be a lineup the way, excuse me, the uh, Attitude Era is. So, um, but I still keep in tune. It's, you know, it's decent. It has its moments. This weekend was probably one of the best weeks for wrestling in a long time. So... And the crazy thing is, I missed all of it. Like, and I, and I like, I watch wrestling for these moments, like for these like comebacks 
and these surprises and these like old school guys, you know, coming back. It's like, I live for those moments. Like I watch wrestling just to see if these things happen, just to get like that whole nostalgic feel because there's nothing like, there's nothing more like memorable than those nostalgic feelings of Stone Cold's, you know, entrance going off and him coming out and stunnering somebody or DX coming out or NWO coming out. Like, so yeah, man, it's not as good as it would it used to be, but it's, you know, still decent. It still has its moments where it's like, ah, yeah, this is what I was tuning in for. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, speaking of attitude era, man, um, well, he, he, he was, he, you know, he was on the, he was on the rival squad, but what do you think about Goldberg coming back? Goldberg coming back. Uh, I, I was a big Goldberg fan as a kid. So even like, even now as I'm growing up and a lot of people be like, oh, he's horrible to work with and he always gets people hurt and all that. It's like, it's like, bro, I still want to see those, those, those pyros go off. I still want to see dudes like knocking on his locker room door. I still want to see him kicking and punching and spearing and jackhammering. Like, I don't care if he's, if he's getting people hurt or whatever. Like, I still want to come out and I still want to see him come out and be like, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. We, we love Goldberg here on the pod so much, man, that we got a rule that this pod, we are not allowed to slander Goldberg. Yeah, now nah, you won't get, though. No, I mean, I kind of slandered him a little bit, but I was giving him total credit. Like, I was just saying the truth. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, you, hit like, with, you hit him with the Drago. If they die, they die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we know the truth, but I I, st- I still want to see it. I still, like, I want to see him and Bobby, like, even if he loses, even if whatever, he, even if he wins, because he's the guy that's capable of, like, mm, he might just be Bobby. <laughs> You know, like Goldberg is, they always put him in that place. Like, uh, like he beat Brock Lesnar in like 10 seconds. I think he's capable of beating anybody, you know, in the, in the ring at any given moment. And it'd be like, oh, he's that dude that could hold the title for like a week or two. And it's okay. I think their beef with Goldberg is because it's not even that they hate Goldberg. Is that the is that WWE keeps bringing him back for these championship matches? Yeah, I think, I think if he didn't, I think if he didn't beat the Fiend, and I think if he didn't face Drew McIntyre earlier this year at the Rumble, they would have no problem with Goldberg fighting Bobby. Yeah, it is a little unfair, but um, you know, I don't think that's Goldberg's fault. I think we all know whose fault that is, and uh, we all know that WWE has just. You know, sometimes they just do things that just baffle you. And it's like, instead of maybe like giving him a few matches a year with some like a guy like Seth Rollins or, you know, I mean, wouldn't you want to see, uh, you know, maybe like an AJ Styles and Goldberg, you know? I would love that. Like, you know, so stuff like that, you could build them up. You don't got to have, you don't got to have them in every SmackDown or everything, but you could have had them in a few little minor pay-per-views throw him in there with a big name and that could build up to something like SummerSlam, him going against bobby lashley or you know whatever that wherever that he's gonna face him in or whoever what the next title match that he gets i mean when he when he faced dolph at SummerSlam, i thought that was amazing you know what i mean he came out he killed dolph he hit him with a spear hit him with a jacket yeah yeah 
we loved it. We loved that. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't crazy when the first when the match first got put together, and I didn't really understand it because I, you know, I don't know. I kind of hold. I don't hold Dolph to that caliber, even though he's been like doing this for so long. But it was a it was a good match, and it was good to see kind of Goldberg, you know, like go through that match without, you know, any like bull or any like mess ups or mm-hmm. it was like a perfect match for him. Yeah, I mean, he did what he does. He came out, yeah, had the best engines of the night, mm-hmm. went in the ring, bell ring, yeah, took him out. Jack yeah. one, yeah. two, three, walk out. <laughs> and if he can still do it, then why not? Like, you know, people be like, oh, he's old. Like, your boy Jay Smooth, Josh loves to be like, oh, he's old. And I'll be like, bro, like wrestling is, is an old man sport sometimes. Like, that's the only sport where you could be 50, 60 years old still wrestling. <laughs> you know? He forgets that Ric Flair, when he, uh, when he was in WCW in the 90s, he was in his 40s and 50s. 40s, yeah. Like, he was old. Like, Prime uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan is probably like in his forties, fifties. Yeah, that NWO. Yeah, in the so forties. So yeah, it's a young man's game, but the old man definitely could flourish in wrestling. And if there's any place that you could do it in, it's wrestling. It's some you could have a fifty-year-old Goldberg still sparing and jackhammering, and it's like it's gonna be all right. We could have a fifty-year-old Brock Lesnar come back in another couple years and. And people are gonna want to see it. People are gonna want to see fifty-year-old Brock still jacked up. And, and Brock Lesnar's oh, he's out here aging like he's like he's he's he's, he's uh like a minority. Brock Lesnar's not aging like he's white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar's aging like he got some melanin in him. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he's he. It's key. He works out. He takes care of himself. Yeah. He almost lost everything. I don't know if you remember. He had the uh, he had like a whole parasite. Oh yeah, within his intestines. Uh, yeah, he had caught a whole parasite, and like he he lost a lot of his body mass, and mm-hmm. a lot of people told him that he was never going to be the same, that he was never going to be able to get that muscle back, and he bounced back from it and became UFC champion after that, and also became United uh, the Universal's yeah. champion a, a few times. <laughs> yeah. And um. I mean, speaking of older dudes too, man. You know, this guy's well, I think forty four now, man. John Cena's back now too. Yeah, John Cena's back, and 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 well, this is probably one. We'll probably we'll probably see one more of these, you know, or two more mm-hmm. of these welcome backs. We've already seen two. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, we we're like, well, John Cena's only getting bigger as time seems to pass. So especially now after doing, you know, the Fast Ten or whatever, where they're up to now. No, we slander the fast series on this on this podcast. We slander. Oh yeah, no, please don't get me started. (laughs) Don't get me started with the fast. Oh, but but yeah, yeah. um, yeah. Go ahead. You got and then you got um, you know, we got guys like Edge who's about to be fifty. Oh man, I love that he came back. I thought that was so great. Yeah, man. I'm. uh, I and if anybody deserves it, man. It's, it's Edge, bro. Like, that was the most abrupt abrupt ending to a career that nobody wanted. Yeah, and I'm sure, and, and, and yo, I was almost sure of that he was going to win uh, in WrestleMania. I, I, I thought that that was the perfect ending. And, and, and you know what? It ended up not happening, but I feel like that kind of boosted Roman Reigns' career. Mm-hmm. And now we have, like, this ultimate 
you know, guy in his prime that's, you know, this guy that we definitely look forward to seeing every week and like main eventing and being that guy. So I'm not mad at it, but I Edge has got to win a few before he goes, man. And it's like, it's like, damn, WE, like, what are you doing? Like, Edge came back. Like, he was he's not supposed to be here. Like, give him the belt. But you know what? I respect Edge because Edge is probably isn't even asking for it. He's probably like, yo, when it's my time, it's my time. There's other guys that's been here that they deserve this more than me. But, like, Edge has to win, man. Like, if it isn't the SmackDown, like, go get the Raw titles. Like, something has to get finagled within the next six months. Like, that, I, I don't mind seeing Roman stay the champion for the next year or two. But, like, that Raw title has to be, like, moved around. It, it's got to be fluctuated between, like, a few guys. Yeah, because Roman Roman can't lose. He's at the top of his game, but they just got to give Roman a credible win. Like this John Cena match, there cannot be no if ands or buts. Like, because I feel like, yeah, he's had this crazy run and he's held shit down, but he's won all his matches from help. Yeah, all his big matches. So this John Cena one, he's got to go in there alone. He's got to win this alone. No bullshit. Straight up you know, Superman punch and like one, two, three. Like, I don't want to see the Usos. I don't want to see Seth Rollins. I don't want to see nobody interfering on this match. This needs to be one-on-one and it needs to be like, you know, even though the torch has already been passed to him, it's got to be like officially like John Cena, like, okay, like I came back, I'm the biggest thing. Like now here it is, like, this is what you deserve, you know? And then maybe him being a baby face again, um, I, I, there's people saying that they're eventually going to give him some baby face, but, um, I think they have plans right now there. I think their plan is, you know, with this whole bloodline and head of the table thing, they're trying to push it to mania so that he can fight the rock. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how I feel about that, especially for the belt. Cause we already know that the rock is not going to come back permanently. So to give the rock yeah. the, for it to be for the belt, we already know who's going to win this match. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we surprised before they gave the Rock Championship before. You know, they had him beat CM Punk, but um, Dwayne Johnson needs to stay his ass at home and he needs to work <laughs> on his. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see no more Rock because it's like now to me, it's not. It's like I'm not getting the Rock. I'm getting Dwayne Johnson. I'm getting the highest paid actor yeah. trying to be the Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I don't want to see that anymore. I, I don't feel like it's authentic. You know what I mean? So, like, like I know people want to see it, but i rather not see it. i I rather see a, a Edge again than The Rock. i rather see a Stone Cold than The Rock. i rather see, you know, i rather see an AJ Styles than The Rock. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really care for the comeback. I don't think that's, that's what they should be pushing. What they should be pushing is having the Usos on Roman Reigns' kind of tier. Maybe not level, but, you know, it should be in a sense like, you know, they're competing for Universal Championship eventually, you know, like getting to almost that caliber of like not just being a tag team. Because if the New Day could do it, the Usos could do it. Because at one point, the Usos were the best tag team. Mm-hmm. And the and and you know WWE for a while until you know New Day started doing like the extra creative, 
and coming out with the Mortal Kombat suits and the Dragon Ball oh. Z suits and oh. the they they just officially into the culture. Yeah, you know, while the Usos are like catching DWIs and <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The DWIs and the DUIs of the WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I think I think they need to push them a little bit more and not focus on yeah. bringing guys like The Rock who like who are not going to put in that work that are going to show up for a main event and might show up for a promo on SmackDown and wrestling and that's it. For that, for that, for that, push the Brock Lesnar in him. Yeah. I'd rather see Brock. I'd rather see Brock than The Rock. Yeah. And WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. And I think, and even though we've seen that already, this is a different Roman Reigns. Or, or the alternative, which that's what I think that's why they hate Goldberg too, or get finally get that Bobby versus Brock match. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's soon soon to come. I think Bobby has finally now reached that level to where he's got to go against all the greats. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to go through the, you know, the big the big names and the big stars. But yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I just don't want to see The Rock. Yeah, and I feel you. I'm with you. I'm with I don't want to. I don't want to bring back Dwayne Johnson to trying to act. To trying to act to be like The Rock. I just. I don't get. I don't get why. Like, I mean, I understand why it took so long, but it's already been eight years since his last real match. You know what I mean? Like, let it be where he his last match is against John Cena at Mania. You know what I mean? He already got hurt that match. I think he tore his, like his his quadricep and. You know, it's over, man. Like, just be Dwayne, you know, and just continue with your career. I mean, if you want to come back, don't come back to wrestle. Come back as just like a surprise, you know, like they have like a raw anniversary. Come back, do your, you know, if you, you know what I mean, finally, you know, the Rock has come back, do that. We're going to love you for that. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to see you, right? We don't want to see you wrestling. Yeah. So, but, um, we're gonna do something different too. This is the first thing for a. This is a first for the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen like other like, you know, shows or you've seen it like something. You've seen some form of it. Um, it's a, a word association game. So I'm gonna give you a superstar, and you give me a word or a phrase that how you how you perceive them or how you feel about them. Okay. All right. Um, let's start it off. Let's uh, uh, a big name, Randy Orton. Mm, uh, Viper. Okay. Um, Kofi Kingston. Kofi. Uh, mm, underrated. I I agree. Um, Riddle. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I give you that. I give you that. Um, let's see who else we got here. Daniel Bryan. Um, Daniel Bryan, uh, underachieved. Okay, I could, I could, I agree with that too. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh man, I have so many words. Drew McIntyre is one of my favorite guys in the WWE, so I'm gonna go with two words a force or maybe one however you want to say it, but a force a force to be reckoned with okay we're gonna go bianca belair bianca belair uh 
EST. <laughs> right. She's she's one of my favorite. She's one of my favorite wrestlers right now too. So, you know, I've I've been calling this this push that they're finally giving her for a while, and I'm glad that she's getting it. So, yeah, EST. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Um. Uh, the Queen. <laughs> the Goat. The Goat. The Goat. All right. Dominic Mysterio. Uh, mm, we're gonna go with um a lot of potential. Okay, Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro, Cesaro's good, man. Cesaro. Uh, it's so hard to just give him one. Like, it's so hard to give one word for <laughs> these people. Like, I want to give them like a whole sentence. But uh Cesaro, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with amazing. I agree. Uh, that's a guy that I, I want to see on top, but they don't see no one yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. It'll he'll get his time, he'll get his turn. Yeah. Um Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, uh backbone. I feel like he's one of the backbones of the company and he gets it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's one of those guys. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Uh, um, creative. I like that, you know, he has the alter ego. And I actually like the alter ego better. I think it's the demon. What is it? Demon, yeah. Demon. I like the alter ego. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's great, too. Uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with like one of the best, like another goat. Uh, another goat. Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. Um high ceiling. I agree too. Uh, high ceiling. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Um I just he hardcore, man. I just I just feel like he should be more of that hardcore route and he'll he would fit it would fit the style it'll fit like like it'll play out because sometimes you get a little confused and he could do a lot yeah. but i think if he was more on that hardcore taking risk shit, he would be like he would be like the new one the new and improved mankind he, he should be like 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 dean ambrose old character in wwe but he has yeah. skills he has way better mic skills yeah oh yeah his mic skills is up to par but he should definitely be a little more on the hardcore side. I could see it in him. The the false count anywhere with Roman Reigns was that match was amazing. Yeah. And he really stepped it up and showed people like he could main event. Yeah. Even so his, hard, his last main match with uh, Sammy was good too. Good. Yeah, I miss I miss that one. I don't really like Sami Zayn, so I try to I stay away. Yeah. But but yeah, hardcore, hardcore Kevin Owens. Okay. Uh let's go with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Na Lashley, the Almighty, man. Then we got Roman Reigns. Uh acknowledgement. <laughs> Acknowledge that man. And then uh we're we gonna finish it with the guy that uh, I'm sure both of them have. You know their 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 eyes on uh, Big E. 
Big E. Oh man. Uh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with high, uh high, another high ceiling, high potential, a lot of potential. Yeah, man, that, that wraps it up, man. Um with as far as the word association goes. Um, yeah, man, I I a lot of those I agree with. Oh uh, man, uh, I really don't I really hope they don't drop the ball with Big E. Um <laughs> And, yeah, uh, I don't think they can. Not after the money in the bank. And I think that's what this whole thing separating separating him from New Day and kind of letting you know jumpstart his you know uh, singles career. So I don't think you could drop it. I think that you know the Raw Championship should really get split between Bobby, Drew, Biggie, and 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 Edge within the next within the next couple of years, those four guys should be, should be, you know, all in that raw championship, you know, fight. Yeah. Cause I don't think they're touching Roman Reigns on the SmackDown part. So yeah. Big E has to be involved with that core four of trying to go for the raw, the raw championship. Now, uh, between Big E and Damian Priest, Mm. Who do you think has the highest ceiling? So, 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 man, I'm gonna be hella biased on this because I'm Puerto Rican, bro. So it's like, you know, I, I want to see my Puerto Rocks thrive. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose, I would definitely choose Damian Priest. But if I had to go off of who deserves it more, and like just out of respect, if I wasn't going with my heart and I was going with my money, I would go with Biggie. Definitely Big E. Um, the, the WWE could drop the ball with Priest. They can't drop the ball with Big E. Yeah, he's already established. Yeah. He really yeah, established. He just won the Money in the Bank contract. It's destined. Yeah, I mean, it should be. But with this, again, like you said, we got that 70-something-year-old old man who... Yeah, I think he knows it, too. And I think I think that... Uh, I think it's, it's, in, it's in his best interest to have a you know african-american champion i think it's in his best interest to have if you have four main titles between you know the two smackdown and two raw you know women's and men's championships i think that you know it's in your best interest to have you know these these athletes these african-american athletes which are the best in the business you know like some of these guys bobby lashley Big E, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks are like, you could probably all fit them all within a top 10 of best wrestlers right now. Roman Reigns, you know, even though he's Samoan, he's still of colored, you know, like you have to throw those guys in those, you know, in that mix. They're the best and they're the best doing it. Um, And I, I got two more questions. Um, I, I think, uh, well, how do you feel? Because as of, I'm looking now, man, I just looked at the news. Um, they're saying Daniel Bryan is 100% confirmed and signed with AEW. Um, I guess that's cool for Daniel Bryan. I'm not a huge Daniel Bryan uh, fan. I don't know if he's going to get the same energy that he got at WWE. I think that AEW... I think he's more established with WWE and he'll be more loved and, and popular 
in WWE and can like contest for a main title. But uh, AEW has just got a lot of guys that they got to work into their schedule and give them that push. And I don't see Daniel Bryan, you know, really being a top 10 guy in AEW right now. You know, I think that there's a lot of better talent and young talent that's over there that is they're just going to outperform Daniel Bryan. And, you know, I could go off with a few off the top of the head, just me knowing, like, you know, there's there's guys in there that just perform better than him. And he's good, but he definitely has more hype to, yeah. to who he is, you know, and he's got he's got that from being in WWE and having that story, you know, so it's cool. I heard CM Punk is going to make a return in AEW. Yep. They're saying and that I, that I would love because I don't think I, I don't I don't think that'll be a more anticipated match with than than uh, CM Punk and um, and Moxley. Yeah, I think that will be I think that's the main event with or without a championship. And I'm, I mean, Daniel Bryan, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm have mixed feelings, like you said. But I would love to see a Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega match, as well as a CM Punk versus Kenny Omega match. Yeah, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is nice, man. He's he's top tier. Yeah, for sure. He's got good. He's got good mic skills, and he could wrestle his ass off. Definitely for sure. I mean, um, if they do get those two guys, man, more power to AEW, man, because they just got Alistair Black over there, so. They're doing. They're on the right path. They're really on the right path. They're giving these uh, you know, Andrade's over there now too. So they're giving a lot of these yeah. guys that. Deserve- and that's the thing. It's like they're only on. They're only on once a week. So it's like, you know, you're gonna take away TV time from a guy like you know, I don't know. Let's say Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Rather than O'Brien or a guy like. You know, whoever, you know, it's, I don't think, you know, you could, I don't know. I guess they could do it. They could pull it off. They could use him in the roster, but. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I feel he's me. not exciting to me. Yeah. Feel- he's not exciting to me. CM Punk is exciting. And it's just because we haven't seen him in almost 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, and CM Punk went out on top. It's not like CM, it's not like we've seen CM Punk. And then he got on top and then he got washed up and then he was like dragging it along. It was like, no, he like went out like on top as like one of the best guys and one of like one of like the biggest explosions as with the pipe bomb, you know, like a lot of people have not seen that or even let that rock. So for him to come out and do that, you know, after he just did all of that stuff and then retired and went out on top and that his videos still go viral. Like, like if you see, if you follow any of these wrestling pages or whatever, like they have like CM appreciation days because <laughs> yeah, he just never, if, if he even attempts to make a comeback or says anything or like, ha- like tunes in onto like what a newer wrestler, he already like, he goes viral, so we all want to see CM Punk come back, and 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 people are saying it's most likely AEW, so that'll be great. 
Um, and, you know, my last question is a little, little fun question too. Um, say you are a wrestling manager. Uh huh. You gotta pick one super. I'll give you two superstars. You know, a main card. I mean, a main event, a mid card, a tag team, and a woman. Who is in your faction? As far as like, uh, like a group. A group. Yep. Who's in your group? One main event, one mid card, a tag team, and a woman's. And and one person in each. You're saying. Yep. yep. Okay. So. Um, my tag team is gonna be mm, what's a tough one? Uh, my tag team is gonna be uh Ray and his son, okay. Uh, my main guy is gonna be Drew. Drew McIntyre. My mid car is gonna be Daniel Priest, and then mm, the girl is probably gonna be uh, a, lot of, a lot of good choices, man. Either between uh, either between the man Becky Lynch. <laughs> Or I can't forget about uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is probably my favorite female wrestler. So it's probably a toss up between them. Probably Becky, just because we haven't seen Becky in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll probably put her. So it's yeah. And then we got, you know, we got the Scottishman and the Irish. So right there, it's going to be like, woo, you know, and then we got the Porter Rock, Damian Priest. You know, and then we got we got Ray and his son. That's you know, for the, we got Ray there for the experience. Oh, so you went you went straight baby face. You went straight. Yeah, yeah, straight baby face, straight baby. I mean, I would like a I would like a heel Drew though. Yeah, a heel Drew would be. I like heel Drew. Yeah, he's more yeah. loved. Yeah, okay. we all wanted him to win the title while he was while he was a heel. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he's a little bit more aggressive so yeah so i'm going with i'm going with heel drew okay all right that's a that's a solid faction man that's a, a tough faction to uh and it's super diverse you're getting a little bit of everything in there you got europe you got you got latin america <laughs> so yeah. hey that's all that that was that's that's a tough match up there um yeah but and just because I want to see, like, I want to see more of a push with those guys, not because, like, you know, I think they'll beat everybody up. Just more on the facts, like, you know, I want to see more of a push. Maybe not too much Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch has the push. As we already know, once she comes back, she's at she's going to be right at the top. Yeah. But she's still the know. most over woman in the division, and she's been home for a year and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to see those guys, you know, those 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 guys and girls be, you know, out on top. Okay. So I'm going with them for my push. I'm not mad at that. That's a great faction. faction. That's a great faction. That's a great group. Um, and definitely one that WWE should look into. But um, but um, hey man, it was a pleasure having you on. Hey, man, this is really fun. Um, right. but before you know, give me your socials before we head out of here. 
Yeah, so you could uh, catch me on Instagram, OZ Marvelous, or you could uh, you could uh, check me out on any you know any music platform. I got all my music on you know Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all of that. Title, YouTube. You know, I got all my music up there. I got music for free. I got music to buy. Music to support, music for whatever that you're trying to get into. You go on to SoundCloud too, OZ Marvelous slash Timothias. However, any of those combinations, it'll pop up. Right. Y'all make sure y'all go support. You know, this is a, this is a this is literally not even you know they always people always say this. This is literally family to the podcast. So, yeah, facts. So make sure y'all go support. You already know. And, um, you know, and um, also as well, make sure y'all always, as per usual, I mean, we do this every week on the podcast. So make sure y'all also go check out Off The Rope on Instagram. Um, you know, they they constantly show love as well to the podcast, as well as uh, Marvelous, you know, always show love to the podcast as well. So y'all make sure y'all go support, man, because these are people who want to see us win. I want to see them win. I want to see Marvelous win. I want to see Off The Rope win. So y'all make sure y'all go check them out. Yes, sir. Uh, also, uh, you know, he wasn't here for this one, but shout out to Shout as well, my co-host. Um, and um, yeah, man, this is the Wrestling Rap Game Podcast. You could always catch us on at WTRG Pod on Instagram, Twitter, or everything as well. And you catch me at They Call Me Pun on Instagram and They Call Me Pun94 on Twitter. Um, as always, peace out, deuces, and we are out of here. Yes, sir. Marvelous.